Buy fucking holsters, guys. <laughs> hey, Podcast America, welcome to episode, I don't even know anymore, 18, I think, of the Enlightened Neanderthals. This one was, uh, the mood was a little somber on this one. We started out talking about the Wagner Group and the recent coup in Russia. And Jordan, Mike, where the hell did we go from there? Uh, I uh, talked a little bit about how we need to stand up as individuals to take care of our towns and our cities and um, nobody's going to do it for us. And it's kind of one of those things we've got to kind of take in our own hands, I think. Yeah. You know what? We'll leave it right there. Uh, oh, hang on. Before we leave it right there, <laughs> go to allegianceholsters.com. Use code TNW10 at checkout and uh, save yourself a little bit of money. Enjoy the show. Sheep. <laughs> sheep, right? <laughs> Get away yeah. from my sheep. Get away from the sheep. All right. We are live here on the mats. <laughs> <laughs> and before we even, I don't even know what we're going to get into, but I wanted to share my uh, my Wagner Group Russia conspiracy theory with with the masses. Because, you know, we've all been watching this thing unfold, and it's been fascinating to watch the, uh, the coup that the Wagner Group pulled where they, they basically stopped their assault into Ukraine, turned around, and started advancing on Moscow. And I think, did they pull up at Rostov-on-Don? Is that the city where they sort of... Took en- over the... Ended their advance. And then, um, you know, within 48 hours, it was like Putin and... God, do you guys know how to pronounce that guy's name? The, I'm not even going to try. The chef. Um, yeah, yeah, whoever he is. Right? The, the le- let's just call him the leader of Wagner. They, uh, uh, they, they reached an agreement... He goes to Belarus, and apparently everything's hunky-dory again. Wagner Group turns around and heads back toward the front in Ukraine. And to me, like because Russia is such a, it's, A, it's an oligarchy. B, Putin has killed his political opponents in the UK by poisoning them with like radioactive material. You know what I mean? He doesn't, it doesn't strike me that that's the kind of thing that's going to be allowed to happen without him retaliating unless it's a sort of a planned thing where Putin himself is at the helm of, or, you know, he's pulling the at least puppet. in on it. He's pulling yeah. the puppet strings. And so what I think is, I think, again, this is pure speculation. Put your tinfoil hat on. I think the American CIA approached the Wagner group and said, Hey, we will give you a shitload of money. If you turn around, maybe like 6.2, perhaps $6.2 billion. Just happened to be noticed. I mean, what was the announcement like? Pentagon announces that because of an accounting error, there's actually six point two billion dollars more that they can give to Ukrainian aid. Remember that was in the yeah. news like two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, so then a week after that is when this coup starts. So what if the CIA had gone to the Wagner Group and said, "Hey, let's negotiate a price," and it works out to six point two billion dollars. For yeah. you guys to turn around and assault Moscow, or at the very least, just pull out of pull out of the offensive, so the Russian military has to handle it all by its all on its own. And let's say the Wagner Group then goes to Putin and says, "Hey, guess what? The Americans just offered us." And Putin says, "Yeah, tell them yes." And as soon as we have that money, then we will have evidence that the American CIA is spending taxpayer dollars funding a dirty coup in Russia. You know yeah. what I mean? So. If if that's true, then right now the Russians and you know Wagner Group as a private entity have transaction records yeah. that can show what 
what the American government is doing with our taxpayer money. And I have, I have no idea, like, if that's true or not. That's just me kind of speculating because the whole thing went away too fast. And there, there seems to be no retaliation on the Russian side. And then there's also that sort of uh, coincidental timing of, oh, hey, we, we just happened to find an extra $6.2 that we're now going to send to Ukraine. Yeah. Well, I'd say two things on it. First would be people even in our, our own government have proposed that that be a legitimate tactic. I believe when the Ukraine-Russia thing first happened, uh, wasn't it Lindsey Graham was videotaped, like, interviewing, saying that, you know, this is bad, Putin, we should look into things like execution or a coup. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I believe it was Lindsey Graham that said that. And so I think it is a good possibility, but even if it is true and it's found out, it's kind of like, well, what about, like, the Twitter files? Like, we found that the FBI was paying money off towards Twitter to censor and just, like, hold back information. I mean, and that's a government agency that's supposed to be protecting our freedoms deliberately going against constitutional rights and suppressing information and freedom of speech. So even if it does prove that, hey, the CIA is meddling in domestic or dirty wars or, you know, what's going to happen of it? Even if it does get proven, it's like, so... Oh, nothing. People Um, don't seem to care. I mean, at this point, it's almost a foregone conclusion that Joe Biden took whatever, $5 million from the Chinese government mm. and that the president of the United States in the Oval House or Oval House, Oval Office right now is a, that if you accepted a bribe, doesn't matter, 10 years ago, eight years ago, you are a paid agent of that nation now. Mm. So I, I think it's safe to say that if, if this text message, you know, I guess you got to say speculation or allegedly, allegedly. If, if, if this text message is real, then the president of the United States is a paid agent of the Chinese government. That's fucking wild. Don't you think it's a lot not? Of it's people, not. Uh, makes you wonder how many how many congressmen and senators are also I mean. on the payroll yes, of the Chinese government. A lot. But probably it's not a lot. outside of like possibility. Like with the way everything's going, not at all. there's no there's no. I and mean, this is can, this is the same shit we do to other. I, I worked for the CIA. This is what we do in other nations. Is we go get. Government, uh, yeah, government personnel on our payroll. It doesn't take a, a fucking rocket scientist to think that that's what you yeah. want. And right? a lot of what we were doing in Iraq um, as GRS contractors was clandestine uh, pickups of basically Iraqi whatever Ministry of Oil, Ministry of Defense, Ministry of what, and they're traitors to their own nation. They're they're coming to us for money and selling information to the CIA. And so that the majority of the work I was involved in with the CIA was just running these guys, trying to keep their identity secret, is, is facilitating these, these meetings, getting them paid, and trying to keep their identities a secret. What do you think those secrets that they're selling is? Like, what is it that Joe Biden was able to give to the... For, for, in Biden's case, again, speculation, but coming out of the media is that it was a pay-for-play scheme where... It was almost like known internationally that he was for sale. And if you're China, if you're Russia, if you're Ukraine, and you want a policy to go your way so that whatever, it opens up a trade agreement with your country so you can make some money. You can slip Biden, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and he'll vote your way on the Senate floor. 
I don't think there's any secrets. Like when we say, oh, what is this information that they're hiding from us? I don't think most things are really secrets. I think it's exactly what you just said. It's that we're going to make an opportunity for like United States has all this money from taxpayers. Right. And say, say we each have our own company right in this room and we get a government contract or we're bidding for a government contract. Well, if one of you guys is, you know, being paid off by a certain company to go with them, you know, so say we're bidding on building out a new road and a company comes and says, hey, we'll guarantee you all of this work and you can charge whatever rate you want, but just make sure that you don't go past, you don't go past Nahomish County. You can do all the government roads, but you don't go past Nahomish County. And it's like, well, why can't I go past Nahomish County? It's like, well, this other guy that I have, he has a special contract. You know, and which, all which, by the way, is how roads get built in Washington State and probably the rest of the nation as well. Is a lot of, there's there's only like three state contractors that do all yeah. the roads, and it's dirty as fuck. But yeah, that's what I mean. That's it's just I mean, look at all the military industrial complex and like the Halliburtons of the of like Afghanistan, Iraq. It's like I'm sure there's other military companies out there. Yeah. But just to be like this one wins all the contract. Yeah. It's like well. I, he's I think not it's, bought off, but he's using power. Yeah. And it, well, I also think it's particularly, particularly egregious when you're selling policy because your senators and your House of Representatives, they're being paid by the people to represent, like you vote for them. They're supposed to represent their electorate. They're not supposed to be selling their vote on the, you know, on the open market internationally. Yeah. And, and that it, it's treason for one. And it should be punished as such. And that's kind of the punishment stuff we've gotten too far away from in this country. Too and far. They, they won't. He won't see a day of jail. He won't what, see a well, fine. What was treason? What, what's that punishable by? Death. Death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when was the last time we saw somebody get strung up for this shit? 1800s probably. Right. And, yeah. that's, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like we've gotten to a point in our society where yeah. these punishments have gotten too soft. Yeah. And people are like, oh, we don't do that. And like, no, firing squad. Let's take it on the White House lawn. Yeah. 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 In front of everybody. Yep. 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 And and guess what? News organizations film this. Yeah. And play it. Like we need that's kind of what we need in some some sense. Like if we want to be a united country to have everybody in in I don't want to make it seem like it's a fearful thing, but it it's almost like you need to get back to that place of like, hey, when you betray us and you betray the trust of the people, because that's what we're talking about here is like the citizens need to have trust and faith in the uh, government to do right by us. And when we don't, people quit caring. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. But we're, we're there now where I don't, I think if you were to pull people and ask them, do you think the government has your best interest you know, in mind or at heart, eighty percent of people would say absolutely not. But and, and that's my opinion. I, I think you're right, and I think the same people wouldn't care. They're like, oh, it's just the way it is, which is fucked up. Because there's no actual course of exactly. repercussion. And when you have that, hey, guess what? There is course, and we find this person guilty, and they are fucking done. 
Yeah. Straight out to the lawn. Yep. Firing squad. Yeah. Donzo. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to Trebuchet into the ocean. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Go feed, feed, the feed the whales, baby. <laughs> uh, I was listening to uh, it. W- it was actually a statistician, and he was talking about uh, COVID, and just talking about how we've changed. Is that sorry to interrupt? No, you're good. You were you getting your nails done at this guy? Statistician. Oh, that's an <laughs> esthetician <laughs> or something. Oh. My bad. So there I was in my seaweed wrap, and I started <laughs> thinking to myself. Uh, but he was just talking about how when the vaccine came out, it was created that, or that law was passed that the vaccine companies couldn't get sued, right? And once that law was established that they couldn't get sued, that created a a whole new problem in the United States and pharmaceutical companies and just kind of the whole medical field because being more of a capitalist, right? We believe in the free market and that the market can kind of dictate whether something's good or bad. If there's a product out there causing harm or say there's a new hair shampoo and your hair starts falling out, well, people are going to sue the company or they're going to stop using it and that company is going to go out of existence. So you have to have a safe and workable product. Now, having that also, that that form of selling to your customer and customers buying it's there's a little bit of trust in there that this is going to be a reasonable product to use and it won't harm me but when someone like the moderna or pfizer or companies they can put out or manufacture these medicines that are supposed to take years and years of study and regulation to figure out the appropriate use for it when you just say hey this is an emergency and we're not liable for anything. It creates a the the companies start to operate with bad ethics and bad morals. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, where's the incentive for us to actually make a quality product? Right? The incentive's out the window because one, we're gonna make money hand over fist, and two, we're not gonna get in trouble. We yeah. have this blanket over us that stops us from getting in trouble. And I feel like government has kind of fallen into that same position where it's grown so powerful, but also it doesn't have the repercussions of the citizens, of the people, of what was supposed to be the news to rally the people, to rally the voice of America, to get the courts, to get the things to act in the right direction. Now it just seems it's so busy or clogged or congested that I wouldn't mind seeing somebody get tarred and feathered. Yeah, I yeah, mean, tar- I, and, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's and that's the honest to god truth. Yeah. And if if we started having a little bit more of that, it, it would only well, you take would a couple. see you yeah. would see actual fear. Yes. And it's like no, no, no. This is what we are doing now. And guess what? The police force works for us, no. not the fucking other way around. That that's the that might be the most frustrating part of all of this is that you have the Department of Justice at every level from federal law enforcement all the way down to municipal sort of falling in line. And you know, I was thinking about it because like the FBI called my house a couple months ago after one of the YouTube videos for training Northwest, and those FBI agents take an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So if you're Department of Justice, FBI, ATF, DEA, whatever, and you're following unconstitutional mandates, 
or you're investigating someone based on them being on the different side of the aisle politically. You're a paid agent by a paid you, agent. You yourself are part of the corruption, and you're, you're, you're basically carrying a gun and a badge to represent corrupt people, and you're, doing, you're, you're an armed thug. Yeah. You are representing corrupt people who you know are corrupt, and you're willingly going along, and you are the enforcement arm of that. And that, to me, is that, that also is a form of treason. Like you are, you are acting in a treasonous way against the people of the United States, and that should also be punishable by death. A hundred percent. And so, or I, tar I, and feathering first. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want to see it. And I, I was so to go back to what Mike was saying, it's like the the government is now living in a consequence free environment. Which, if I let my kids grow up with no consequences, they would just slowly become more and more out of control. Yeah. As they went, and that's that's. I mean, nobody argues that. Children need consequences when they do something yeah. fucked up. Like, why are we not applying the same uh, mindset to our elected officials? Because, like you just said, they work for us. They don't. We are not their subjects. We pay taxes. We pay for their livelihood. When I go, I go. I'm. I start work at six o'clock in the morning, and I'm sweating through my t-shirt by six fifteen. Yeah. And I get fucking raped on taxes. Yeah. And I'm literally. I'm. I'm going through this huge stressful ordeal right now with training Northwest because. The accountant we've used for, I don't know, 10, 15 years suddenly is in, he's, he's incommunicado. Like we're worried that he fell like terminally ill or passed away or whatever, but we can't get a hold of him. He has all our documents. So it's like, oh, great. The IRS is going to come fuck me because why wouldn't they? I'm a tax paying citizen. The IRS is going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to come get you, buddy. When, mm -hmm. And think about how backwards that is because those IRS agents rely on people like us going to work producing something to pay taxes because an IRS agent is not a producer. Yeah. A, you know what I mean? They don't produce anything that anybody wants to buy or use. Mm. They purely root. Exactly. They are collectors and they are takers and they, they provide nothing back to society. They only take from society, but they'll come get you if you slip up just a little, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Send, send that, uh, yeah, well, that $600 Venmo payment and don't report it. Don't, don't worry that all your elected officials are fucking running rampant with insider trading and hiding money all over the world down in Panama and in Switzerland and whatnot. If Jordan sends 600 bucks by Venmo that he forgets to, forgets to report, you know, that 60 cents where the taxes on that or whatever it would be, yeah. then, then he's going to get fucked and hit with a bunch of fines and threatened, threatened with jail time and what, you know what I mean? It's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. And it, it makes me angry. Well, it seems like they're, and that's, the, the, sorry, I'll let you go here in a sec, but I might as well continue this yeah. for, um, that I think at some point we will get to the point where we're dragging motherfuckers out into the street and tar and feathering because they're gonna they're they're working on collapsing the system right now. Yeah. And if you're in one of these positions where you're a taker and you're actively going after people who work hard and pay taxes, they're you should understand that they're angry and they're looking at you going like, What the fuck yeah. are these people thinking? And at the point where it collapses and there's legitimately very little left to lose. We're coming for you. Yeah. I'm building a fucking chicken coop. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I just feel like they, the IRS agents and all that, that they're saying they're arming now and yeah. all this other stuff. They are only working for the government. Yes. Which is so fucking weird. And they don't and think, think of it as working for the people. They think of themselves as against well, the people. Well, that's the fucking thing is I think of them as against the people. I don't look at the IRS agents and going, they're helping me out. 
No, they're not. I go, no, they they are, uh, you know, the long arm of the law trying to come down on me for doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and there it's, you know, it, it seems to me like they are against us. Yes. And they're they're looking for that gotcha moment, like to that like that's I hate that kind of person. It's the and hall I can monitor get you within seven yeah, years. Exactly. It's the hall monitor mentality that like oh you checked the wrong box, ha ha ha. We got you now. We're gonna send you a three thousand dollar fine because we figured out something that you miss. You know you misunderstood the directions or you misunderstood this form, and they're just looking for that like ha ha we got you moment. I Which, and that's th- the worst. That's a, those fucking that kind of person. It's just a piece of shit. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know that those people. Um, the I haven't talked to an IRS agent or anything like that, but uh, I imagine that's that's the feeling I have of them. So I've, what I've, what I've is been it? audited once before, like uh, probably eleven or twelve years ago, and it's the first thing you get is you get like this really threatening letter that if you don't do everything within like forty eight hours, then the fines start and whatnot, which immediately you go into panic mode and you're like, holy, f- like what, what happened? Like, why is this happening? Why do we owe them 10? Like if, if you don't pay this $10,000 within 48 hours, we're going to start, you know, freezing accounts and uh, levying more fines and blah, 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 blah. And so you, you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? We don't even know what we did. As far as we know, we've been playing by the rules. That's the fucked up thing is most people are trying to play by the rules and they're still out there trying to fuck you. Mm-hmm. That, that's what makes me really angry is if you're, when I'm actively trying to play by the rules and there's still somebody out there who's like, oh no, we're going to get, there's 70,000 pages of tax code. We're going to figure out a way that you slipped up and we're going to get you. Well, and that's, that's like what a cop says when they're trying to pull you over and they're like, yep. look, if we fall behind you, there's we'll, going to be we'll something we can something. pull you over for. Yep. And that's the same kind of a thing with this. And it's like, even if you're paying everything that you need to pay, you never know. Yeah. Right. Um, and honestly, like, what you need to pay is fucking nothing yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Or a flat rate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Oh, we need we need roads and infrastructure for this country for sure. We need to be able to pay our our elected officials a reasonable wage. Okay. They need to be able to live and sustain life like everybody else. I get it. They're humans. But the shit that they're doing behind closed doors that's making them millions of dollars yeah. is absolutely crazy. And for that, death. Yeah. I look at Nancy Pelosi and like I hear about her and her husband and her her husband's the her best investor ever ever yeah, yeah. like makes uh, Warren Buffett look like a fucking yeah. newbie yeah like he's he, what that's he a has problem. done in the stock market that's a problem is statistically impossible he's so better why, than Edward Jones so why is it that we aren't putting a fucking bullet in their head yeah and you know what I'm gonna say that on here and I know that's probably not okay to say but guess what I fucking said it. Freedom, well, motherfuckers. Yeah, you know what? The same people who will say, hey, you can't say that. Why are you not investigating them? Yeah. If, if the FBI or law enforcement wants to have a problem with that, why are you not conducting an, F- or an investigation into a very obvious crime? Yeah. That, that, that because was, they're getting paid. Yeah. Because those entities are getting paid. Yeah. Because they're not with us right now. But again, if you're, let's say you're a low-level field agent, what was the oath you took when you entered office? Defend the Constitution all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. So if you're, and then she's, and then take that, take that low level field agent who says, well, you know what? I'm just following orders. Well, you're, then you're following treasonous orders because you're intentionally ignoring something while you go after someone just for a political vendetta. 
Yeah, that that's this is where the country is like. More and more, I'm worried that we're actually going to get into some sort of civil war, which, to be clear, I do not advocate for. Like, that's the last thing we want. But yeah. people are getting angry, and the the abuses of power are so obvious that it's getting really difficult to ignore. Yeah. Well, then when they said Rome fell, all the citizens felt they're overtaxed and un- underrepresented. We're not represented at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we are. We are taxed heavily. And I don't believe for one second that anybody from Washington State has our best interests at heart when they go to Washington, D.C. to make policy. Yeah. I, well, I think they are complete. And, I mean, we even know, like, let's say uh, Patty Murray, who's one of our – she's one of our senators, correct? Mm-hmm. She is in the pocket of Big Pharma like nobody else. Mm-hmm. And you can look and see the donations to her campaign, and they're in the, uh, I believe, tens of millions at this point, maybe even hundreds. And the fact that she just keeps getting into office over and over and over again and keeps making decisions that have nothing to do with Washington State or the people who live here. It has everything to do with who the has next bought paycheck. her. Yeah, who, ha- who has bought her. No. Yeah, I mean, and may- maybe, maybe people vote the way she's, you know, doing her job. But I highly doubt it. I don't think so. No. Because she, it was Patty Murray or uh, Tiffany Smiley. Is that so. her, was those are options. Yeah. And I've never been so excited about yeah. a race like that. And then yep. when she lost, I was so bummed out. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany yep. Smiley would have been awesome. We were out. We were out goose hunting, and we're we're out, and all of a sudden she comes driving through. Uh, we were up in like Arlington or something, and there's the <laughs> Tiffany Smiley bus, oh, no, and we start. Pu- Blasting off rounds, just uh, cock, 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 cock. Yeah. Yeah, as her, as her, you know, her bus oh is driving God. by, trying to get a picture of it. Ah, go, 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 go. Yeah, Tiffany. Oh my God. Yeah, it was awesome. And dude. that's what Seattle. That's what people who live in Seattle <laughs> think of the rest of the, the rest yeah. of the country. Yeah, I was like, woo, woo. Yeah, she was. I mean, that she was the soccer mom we need. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like totally. she, she would have done great things for us. I yeah. think. And I hope she runs again. She wasn't. It's not like she's old. She's our age, I think. Or oh yeah, age. yeah. No, um, she's she's got a chance. I think. Yeah. I just hope she can do it again, and hopefully we can get her in there. And I don't even know that I trust the elections anymore. I don't. Yeah. That, well, not even like saying that they're swayed or like corrupt or. It's just hard. Like, look at independence. Like, even people that make sense, like a um, Ron Paul, you know, or, or and it's like. They're people with fascinating, intellectual, great ideas, but it's like they're never going to get picked up by the Democratic or Republican. You're not going to get, what do you call it, the endorsement of whatever political side. So just to be a person that's like, I have good values and morals and I think I can make a change, well, pfft. You're not. You haven't been playing ball the last fifteen, twenty years. Yeah. Good luck getting elected. And I'm sure the the leaders of the RNC and DNC, the two committees, rub elbows. And that's why yeah, you know, it's it's more. Again, it's more and more obvious that it's a, a a uniparty. Especially if you look at some of the the recent voting, where you know they call them rhinos or whatever, where the Republicans in office are basically voting along Democrat lines and going along with you know whatever's being pushed down from above. And that's that's also why you have people like you know RFK who he'll he'll have no shot of getting the Democratic nod for the primary, and they've already pretty well chosen Gavin Newsom. Like it's that, that's why it's so easy to say Gavin Newsom will be the Democratic 
candidate because they've already chosen him. The primary yeah. doesn't matter. And, you know, we talked about it before where mm-hmm. Bernie won the primary in 2015 yeah, or whatever, and they were like, yeah, sorry, buddy. I'm not going to have um, enough feathers for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> uh, shit, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, uniparty, monoparty, heads of the DNC aren't. The head of the DNC is probably the same as the head of the RNC. It's probably one, you know, one small group of people making all these decisions. It's like, why do they even exist, though? To make you like think that you, part to make they, you think you have a choice, or to they want you to think that they need to exist. Like, oh, where would we get these officials without us? Yeah, you know, it's like no, not, no, yeah. you don't. You don't really have a purpose. Yeah. So who are they? Exactly. Who are the they? Yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, and it's like, well, especially in these times, we're like, man, we need better stronger people or you know the system seems so out of whack but it's also like we're in a time where our politicians or even former presidents are becoming political prisoners and i think we've said it before in the past especially germany you start arresting your constituents well (laughs) you thought politics and the system was bad before it's like wait till the weaponization of the DOJ and the law is used for whatever political party. And I think it was back in 2012 when Obama signed the NDAA. And I remember there's a huge controversy because it came up and he had to sign it. And they're well, like, because he was supposed to repeal it. That was, he his, was going to repeal. That it. was his platform. And people are in people are like, Oh no, he's a good guy. And it's like, he wouldn't do anything bad with it. And it's like, it's not about him. It's about the next guy and what having this provision in a law allows you to do. Yeah. You can turn your country into a police state. Yeah. You know, and power always yep. gets up and down with control. If you look at the CIA they, and the FBI of the 70s, they were nuts with power. Like, you look at the JFK. I don't think that ever stopped. I, I, think, I think they just got better about uh, being discreet. It stopped for a while because they got in trouble in the 70s. You have the Iran-Contra. You have JFK stuff in the 60s. Like, the CIA and the FBI was kind of going wild with power. And Congress was like, listen, guys, you got to calm this stuff down. You are done with this. I, I think and they then just you, got better at hiding it. Because they spent they the entire 80s hiding funding it. the Muj out in Afghanistan. But then you and have, they were still fighting their dirty wars in South America. Yes, but then you get 9-11... And then the green light is given back in the eyes of national security, domestic terrorists. Like the when nine eleven happened again, or again, when nine eleven happened, it sent like I said, the green light was given to all those agencies to go do whatever. And you get twenty years of that and the news is like the Middle East is falling apart, Asia's falling apart, Russia and the Ukraine's falling apart, and it's like, yeah, you guys just gave our, our, I don't know what, our rubble rousers, rabble rousers. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do. They the destabilize check. countries, places to try and favor us in some weird geopolitical Financial. 3D chess. Yeah. Uh, I heard a great description, which is that the only thing the United States, United States has exported in the last couple of decades is military, basically bullying. Yeah. And we, we, we force everyone to use our dollar through the use of military force. Yeah. And so 
that sort of explains why, you know, like the BRICS countries and the rest of the world is like, we're fucking tired of this, you know, constantly having this threat of sanctions being hung over our head and why a lot of countries are willing to go to the Chinese one now. Yeah. Because the Chinese haven't been threatening them with sanctions if they don't play ball. They're actually building infrastructure all across Africa. Yeah. And granted, they're they're making rich people rich and poor people slaves, but the people they're making rich control those countries. And they're looking at China and going like, well, these guys are working with me instead of threatening me. Yeah. So maybe I'll play ball with them instead. Yeah. And the, you know what I mean? The entire Middle East hates America because we came in, like they were fairly stable pre 2003. Yeah. When we took out Saddam, just looking, I, I assume to keep the, the military industrial machine rolling. Cause there, there were no weapons of mass destruction. That was a clear lie. And so we went in and invaded Iraq, and we took out... Granted, he was evil and awful to his own people, but he stabilized the entire region. Yeah. Because there was sort of like this strong military force kind of right smack dab in the middle of it. And if the Iranians wanted to fight the Saudis, they had to go through Iraq. Yeah. And if the Syrians wanted to go fight the Iranians, they had to go through Iraq. Yeah. And so you had this one... Again, granted, he's an asshole, but he's right there in the middle of it, and he sort of held everybody back. Well, Chicago is the same example of that. I mean, that's the exact same thing of a power vacuum. When you take out whoever reigns over this area, you kill that person. Well, now you got five other guys that want to fill that. And that's when chaos and war and fighting for territory and power come in. And whether it's Chicago, whether it's the Middle East, whether it's even like a family or a group, if someone from that family leaves... People are going to change the power dynamic. Someone's going to step up. Someone's going to overstep and try and test boundaries. And our government's going through that right now. Yeah. Well, also they're also sort of incompetent. You know what I mean? So What? Our these, yeah. <laughs> they, they can barely run their own country. Imagine just meddling in someone else's with the, sort of the hubris that you know what you're doing and you're going to go in there and fix them and make it a better situation. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Although maybe the goal was never to actually fix them and make them a democracy. Maybe instability was the goal. The goal is money, yeah. period. The goal is money, and instability probably leads to more money. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, they, I have no faith in what is happening around. I have no faith in the laws that are being pushed, and I have no faith in like the government doing it overseas or anything else. So the best I can figure to do day in and day out is just live morally. And what I believe is right, because we, at this point in time, like what we do, we work hard, we train, we, we get stronger, we get more fit, we get more capable. And that is really the only thing we can fucking do at this point. Yeah. But it's, it's actually powerful. And that's, that is why. And there's momentum in it. Exactly. That's why the FBI has this document that says, you know, uh, domestic violent extremism. And it lists out all these different things, like lifting weights is a is white supremacy and getting fit is domestic violence, extremism mm-hmm. and learning to shoot a, shoot a firearm is a DVE. If you know what I mean? Because they're realizing that the only motive, like, okay, say you're an FBI agent and you're being told by your handlers that you're going to go close down electric North jujitsu. But you know that electric North is full of a bunch of motherfuckers who are fed up and they're angry and they're willing to fight back. It's like, oh shit! I, your excuse for 
violating citizens' rights is, well, this is how I feed my family. This is how I get my health insurance for my kids. Like, okay, well, now you're being forced or faced with a situation where this might cost you your life because, oh, shit, these guys have, they've said, like, we're, our backs are, are against the wall. Like, my back is against the wall with Training Northwest because they don't like what I do. And at some point, they're going to try to shut me down. And then I'm going to have the option, do I allow them to shut down this thing that I've put you know, heart and soul into for the last year and a half and going to continue to put heart and soul into, I'm not going to let anybody shut that down. Yeah. And you can push me into a corner with it. But again, when you, you know, when you push a tiger into a corner, you're going to get scratched no matter what the outcome. And I don't, I don't think for two seconds that there's going to be a, a scenario where I survive that fight, but I know that I'm going to fight like a tiger in a corner yeah. and motherfucker, like you better watch, like bring, bring, I'm six foot one. You'll need a body bag for me and you'll need a handful more. <laughs> so, and if you're that, if you're that police officer, you're, if you're that FBI agent, you got to start thinking about what your motivations are and what is morally correct. Uh, because it's, it, we're coming to that point where as the dollar crashes and as the government gets more aggressive using the DOJ, obviously for partisan enforcement, and people get more and more angry. More and more people are looking to increase their own skills and capabilities because they see what's happening. They realize that if they want to continue sort of their way of life, they might have to fight about it. And there's an entire generation of us who went to Iraq and learned how to gunfight. Wow. So fucking bring it the fuck on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I also think there's a... <laughs> It's interesting, right? Because there's a certain group that wants to learn how to be capable and, and you know, self-sufficient. And then there's another group who, like, they want to almost become helpless. Because it's like, you see, like, an old lady walking down the street, and you go, oh, she's safe. She's going to be safe because who in their right fucking mind would hurt an old lady? Or you see a baby walking down the street. And Except go, that now who would we're, hurt? we're coming up to this point in society where people just walk up behind women on a sidewalk and punch and them. Smack them in the face. Yeah. Well, I understand that. But like, there, there's this like thought process, I guess, of like, I will rely on somebody else and I don't need to be anything. And I'm less threatening. And it's better to be less threatening than a capable person with self-control. So it's better to be a fucking infant with that's just walking down the street. Nobody's going to do anything to, or an old lady or an old man, like who just can't do anything. It's better to be less, um, less threatening, less don't, threatening. Don't be looking. toxic, toxically male. Yeah. Or because, to- because be then male. it's, because it, then it's safe and everybody's going to accept you for that. And like, I mean, I don't look at an old lady and go, oh, I'm going to fucking take her purse. It's like, okay, well, how can I help her? Right, and that's yeah. kind of what these motherfuckers are counting on. I feel like they're just I, that's that's why the woke. I mean, that's part of the woke agenda is toxic masculinity, and I believe the reason is to weaken society so that it can be pushed around by yeah by a uh, partisan DOJ. Whereas if well, that they're on the tit, yeah. right? Well, exactly. Well, and they're incapable of fighting back. But a society that is capable of fighting back, like that woman, is far safer on a street where there are strong males with strong morals, right? And that's and that's the moral part and right. the capability part, right? Because you're not a strong 
if you're a strong motherfucker and you have no morals, you're, you're reckless, a, yeah, right? You're a warlord. But you can't be weak and have morals, right? That right. old lady, no, that, you're, you're that not, baby not, isn't yeah. going to make a no. fucking difference. Like, you're, you're not allowed to have morals if you're weak because someone else is just going to push you around and tell you what to do. You, if, if you want to have morals, I mean, you, I suppose you could have moral ideas if you're weak. Mm-hmm. No what way the fuck, in, what to the enforce fuck are them. you going to do about them, yeah. right? So nobody's going to change my morals or push me around and tell me what I can and can't do because because I have strength and I have moral courage. Yes. And that moral courage comes from developing my strength because I know, like, again, like, there's some fights that I'll lose, but you're going to know you were in a fight, mm-hmm. whether it's fists or guns or whatever, right? And a society with a bunch of weak people can have no morals. They just have to go with what they have the enforcers is exactly. what they fucking have. And they exactly. sit there and they do nothing and they say, Hey, we need to help this person or we need to do this. We need to do that. Or like these problems. And nobody gets a f- lifts a fucking finger to do anything about it. They'll yeah. fucking walk past the problem and then they'll go home and get on their fucking computer or put their head back in their phone or do whatever they do. And nobody's willing to fucking lift a finger about this. And they'll, they'll make a small community. Yeah. They'll make and a comment on Twitter. Somebody should, I can't believe that this is happening. Like, but I mean, just in what your did fucking you do town. About yeah. yeah. What did yeah. you do? What did you fucking do? About what it? are you going to do? What and could they you go, do? A hundred percent. What the fuck could you do? Yeah. Can you do anything? Do you want to be able to do anything? Yeah. If you want to be able to do something, you better fucking start going to the goddamn gym. Yeah. You better start training. You better start running. You better start learning how to fucking operate that gun. Because uh, if you can't fucking do that, yeah. you are nothing. Doesn't and you're just going to be say, a fucking yeah. idea. Yeah, become ungovernable. Because at that point, when you become ungovernable, you are ruled only by your own morality. And at that point, that's when society is actually better when there's a bunch of tough motherfuckers who have good morals. who are Because that's really what holds society up. Your, your elected legislators, yeah, they're not out on the streets them. day in, day out. It doesn't matter. It's just random people who are walking up and down the sidewalk. And right. so you need people with strong morals and strong abilities walking up and down your sidewalks because that's how you end up. That's how you get a law-abiding society. You don't get a law-abiding society from police officers because they're reactive. They can't be everywhere at once. Their best reaction time is eight minutes. There's and a- I think we're going to have... Uh, We'll have to get my wife in here at some point because she was attacked in our garage by a man who had just basically beat his own mother to death. And he got his hands on her as she got her hands on her pepper spray and like, you know, 30 seconds or fuck, eight seconds slower. And she might be dead right now. Yeah. But because she had the strength and the wherewithal to react and fight back, she's still here. And you need people in society who when someone goes sideways like that, are willing and ready to fight back. Oh, and to put them in their fucking place. Exactly. Because yeah. otherwise, that guy would have beat her down, and then he would have, who knows, he might have gone down to one, another neighbor and beat that. How long does this go for? But at the point that they called 911, it took like 18 minutes for the, for the sheriff to show up. So everybody who thinks that, well, if something goes wrong, we'll just call the police. You have to survive minimum seven or eight minutes until they show up, maybe longer. My mom's called the sheriff before. My parents live on a 200-acre farm in Oregon. And the dispatcher said, do you guys have a gun? Because there's only one sheriff on duty tonight, and he's 25 minutes out. So you're on your own. Yeah. He's on his way. but you Backup's got coming, but exactly. it's fucking backup. It's 25 minutes out. Yeah. It's yeah. not a first responder. It's backup. Yeah. Even though it's 25 minutes, that's probably a faster response time distance-wise what that sheriff had to do than for your wife in a metropolitan-type city. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Like, like that guy probably had to kill him on. 50 miles. He still yeah. made it in 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah, he's, yeah, well, you know, he's like, fuck yeah, I get to turn on the lights and do 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dodging bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I just, I, I'm so fed up with this fucking thing. Because we can talk about the fucking, the way the world's going and all that other stuff. But, like, at some point, people have to fucking pick up. their own trash in their own city in their own town and that's not happening no and i'm i and that's where we need to truly like look at ourselves and start and go hey you know what i got a problem with this well go fucking solve it yourself yeah go go out there and go take care of the fucking business when you need to go take care of it because that's not happening and i am i am done like hanging out and not having that be what happens yeah so and it Part of that, too, is people are afraid of the legality. Like, if you go get into a confrontation with a meth addict and either they get beat up or they get killed or something, like, now you're looking at... This is the fucked up thing is that, you know, here in Washington State, our attorney general, Bob Ferguson, who's a complete piece of shit and is running for governor in this next uh, next cycle, if if I were to get mugged at a gas station and... Let's say this dude has a, a lead pipe, which is a deadly weapon by law. If I were to pull out my concealed carry pistol and shoot him, I'm probably looking at prosecution for defending my own life. And I have this idea that, again, I don't go out looking to get into a confrontation or getting to get into a shooting. Like the last thing, like, because someone who's addicted to drugs, like, in my mind, yeah, you could just fling them out to feed the orcas and that would be putting them out of their misery. But at the same time, I'm not looking to go get into a shooting. That's not what I want. I don't want to go out on a Saturday afternoon and pop somebody in a gas station parking lot. But the idea that I would then have to defend myself legally because I was accosted by a drug addict who's been enabled by the state and encouraged by the state to reoffend and reoffend and reoffend and reoffend is just fucking maddening. And... Um, you know, sort of my my line I've drawn for myself is that, you know, extreme circumstances, let's say I am involved in a, in a situation like that where I have to defend my life and shoot somebody, I'm not going to allow myself to then be detained by the police when they show up. Because the first thing they're probably going to want to do is disarm you and put you in cuffs until they can, you know, get you questioned and figure out what went on. And my answer is going to be like, you're not disarming me and you're not detaining me. And now we have a new confrontation between me and a police officer because I don't trust the system. I actually trust the individual street-level officers. I think they're good people trying to do the right thing, but they're being hamstrung by their administration and by, uh, you know, like their, you know, city council, county council, you know, whoever is actually making the rules. Yeah, their protocols. Right. But once they have me in cuffs and detained and disarmed, now that attorney general who's, yeah. or prosecutor who's looking to make a name for themselves or who is you know, on the left, left side of the aisle and wants to uh, make a political statement. They're going to come after me and try to prosecute me for manslaughter or murder or whatnot. So my thought is that you will never, I will never be detained. I will never be put in handcuffs. I will never be put in a police car and I will never be disarmed. And while, well, like I said, while I support the individual officer on the street, if they, if they want to take a hard stance on that, again, now we have a new conflict we have, and we might need to fight about that one because you can put me in a body bag. You can have my meat suit. You won't have my fucking soul. At no. some point, like acting moral and in, in being a moral and uh, person is 
is above the law because yeah. the law is changing to me so much that is immoral and not right. And who am I to be the one to say what's moral and what's not, right? But, like, I know what it is for me. And at this point in time, like, I just feel like, obviously, like, it, it's it's the Bible stuff that we've talked about, right? It's not it's not necessarily do unto others and, and treat people is. with kindness and respect and everything that you need from yeah. them and you expect the same from them. But don't be afraid to, when somebody's treating you with disrespect or your fucking town or city with disrespect, to fucking let them know that's a problem. Yeah. And step up and say, hey, no, we don't do that here. Not yeah. in my fucking town. Yeah. We're done yeah. with this shit. And people aren't willing to fucking do that. And I see it constantly. We almost it, need a return to the Wild West where... Slightly. You just, you just round up a posse of townspeople and go handle business. And then like, all right, we got it taken care of. Everybody go back to your farms. Well, nobody... Well, the guess Nobody bats a fucking eye at it. Nobody cares. I keep dropping the F-bomb. Nobody go for it. bats is, an eye at it. This is a it. fucking episode is what it is. <laughs> You're gosh darn right. Gee, Willikers. <laughs> this is the enlightened I'm, motherfucking Neanderthals. I am trying better, Coach, <laughs> if you're listening. Sorry, um, Coach. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, acting morally, in my opinion, is more lawful than... Yes. It, it's the oh, law of the, the land. It's, yeah. it's very clear that the and laws we're not have there. become immoral. And moral, yeah, again. You're doing what you need to do, but you need to pay us to do it. Yeah. I need to get, you know, you, you want to go do your business? Well, you need to pay me this. You need to pay yeah. me this. You need to pay me this. Well, why? Because if not, I'm going to put you in jail and I'm exactly. going to fine you. Yeah, it's, I'm going to take more from you. It's become well, more what about and more this? outright bribery. Or it's, it's just a, it's the mob. The government has more and more just become to resemble the mob where it is pay for play. Like, Hey, uh, here's here's your tax bill, and we audited you, and you owe us another five thousand dollars. And if you don't pay it, we're gonna slap you with this fine forty eight hours from now. And if you don't pay that one, we're gonna put you in. Oh, we'll send men with guns to your house and put you in jail. Yeah, because you screwed up. You checked the wrong. Like when I got audited ten years ago, it was literally because we checked a wrong box when I moved my retirement account from one bank to the other, and they came after us for three months, and it was fucking stressful. And there was it was I mean hours and hours of our free time getting documentation together just to finally show that, yeah, we just took this money and transferred it to another account, which they could have looked at the electronic withdrawal and deposit and been like, oh, yeah, you clearly did that. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, you know they know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, this was, and this was three years ago that they did this. So they got another five years before they can do it again. Right? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just wait, saying, what? like, if you make it... I, I think it, was, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't 10 years. It 10 was, years ago. It was less than 10 years ago because we'll push that <laughs> next time they do it Statue down the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, they fuck ended you up, guys. Hey, yeah. Fuck, and then fuck the funny you. thing is that after all that time, they were like, oh, yeah, we actually owe you like $480. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, you should have been like, I need to open an investigation into this <laughs> yeah. $400 to like, make sure it's not more. Yeah, you no. go, uh, $480, how long have you been holding that from me? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Guess what? Where's where's my? No, yeah. I've actually been needing that money, and yeah. now it's now it's $4,800. Yeah, yeah fun, funny how that works. They find you when you're behind and uh, you're... you're your refund, uh, you know. there's there's no tax on that. Well, interesting, guys, because no I have a fine for you I just wrote, <laughs> and I typed it on letterhead. You so have, guess what? You have 48 hours until we come yeah. to your house and smear tar on you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I just, I want to see it. 
I want to see somebody tar and feathered. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know Mike's sitting here just like, uh, like you, you guys, you guys are sons of, of bitches. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, I will go to Bath and Beyond today <laughs> to go get that. You get know? some of those my pillow yeah. guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, just down. Down. Just down. down They're gonna get all hot. It's hot outside, oh, right? Yeah. This goose or duck. Yeah. 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 They just got done putting a bunch of asphalt out there on the road. So <laughs> yep. like, where's the tar truck? Where's the tar truck? <laughs> Boiling it. Where yeah. are these guys at? It is I got great, enough like, to do their hands. That's all I got. Like I got enough to do a couple molding. a couple hands. <laughs> just, and it might feel like a spa day. Just a couple of spots on their back where you can put the feathers on and make it look like wings. Uh, yeah. That's ex- exfoliation when Dude, you rip it. In high school, this we're broadly off topic, but why not? There's this so everybody gets their first tattoo, right? In high school. In high school? Oh well, I mean people get their first tattoos in they high school. They probably do now. And everybody's super excited. In two thousand eight, people were getting tattoos and some of the worst tattoos I've ever seen <laughs> were coming out of uh, the senior year. Uh, <laughs> and, Let me tell you about basic training. And uh, I, there was one kid named Stuart, and he he got a tattoo on his shoulder. And I shit you not, it was it was a pot, and it was like one was a it was like a a floating pot with <laughs> a glove, like a like a oven mitt. And another oven mitt, and one was like stewing, stirring it, and the other one was holding this pot. And then in the steam, it said, "Taste the stew." And oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, his, his name was Stuart. <laughs> his name oh, was Stuart. <laughs> it was the funniest shit. Oh, it was no. like, "What the hell?" on his shoulder. <sighs> and then there was this other girl, uh, and she, I saw her walking around, and she like, you know, those those uh, what they call them with that real thin strapped shirt, oh, uh, spaghetti spaghetti halter strap. Halter top. No, oh, that's okay. spaghetti strap shirt, right? Um, she's wearing one of those, and she's all, like, kind of walking around all proud. And I was like, what the hell? And then people are, like, looking at her back, and I was like, huh. So I walk over there, and she's got a couple angel wings that her friend's brothers learned how to tattoo and put some angel wings on her back. And those fucking things look like chicken wings. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I have ever seen, dude. I walked around, I saw that, and I was just like, oh my God. Because I was like into tattooing at that point. Like I was like all about tattoos and stuff. And uh, I saw that and I was just like, oh my God. Like, it, yeah, it was, they were small, these like, you know, they're about the size of your hand. And they, yeah, they, it was just, it was like, Jesus. what the hell is going on? That's but, a great tattoo for like a big fat party guy. Is oh, to get yeah. like Victoria's Secret angel wings, but, but have him chicken thigh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah KFC wings oh, on dude, each shoulder blade. It was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. The lines are all fucked up and everything else. And she was like, my friend's brother is a tattoo artist. And I was like, <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I think eventually, like you know, because high school is fucking harsh. Yeah. I think like that got back to her that these look like absolute dog shit. Horrible. (laughs) And then yeah, it's fucking wearing a parka sweatshirt. Yeah. All all the way through fucking summer. Turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, hundred percent, dude. I felt so bad. I was like, you got to get those things covered. My favorite is when. Uh, someone will have like a full sleeve, but it's not like they had an idea or they got it all at the same time. We call them white trash sleeves where it's like, you know, a Marvin the Martian and then a Bud Light yeah, symbol yeah. and a Chevy, yeah. whatever truck they Tasmanian drive. Tasmanian devil. Yeah, yeah. And like their whole arm is sleeved, but they're mm-hmm. just horrible one at a time tattoos. Yep. Yeah. Sorry for those it's of like you whatever, who got it. Whatever was on your mind when you got drunk that night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. man. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got I got re- regretful tattoos. I, so do I. But um, that's that could be a great. Uh, I have a Chinese character on my chest that supposedly means courage, but every time kids kids will ask, they'll be like, "What does that mean on your chest?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a uh, it's an ancient Chinese proverb that's a warning to young men that when they graduate basic training, they should not get drunk and get a tattoo." <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say it straight faced, right? And people will look at me like I don't get it. And then, you know, it takes a moment. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. They're like, that's pretty wordy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. It says all that in that one letter. <laughs> yeah. In that picture. <laughs> it's a warning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That I mean, yeah, I got I got lucky with some of the dumb ideas I had oh, yeah. that I didn't do it. And I had some buddies that were like, dude. it's awesome. Bad idea to put a poacher stamp on your arm for writing stuff down. Bad idea. <laughs> to put a what on your arm? Post it. I wanted. I wanted. Oh, to no. I was like, dude, how cool would that and be? Then, and then and I just write my notes Sharpie. there. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, no, dude, terrible idea. I was like, all right, I guess I won't do it if Fair, it's dumb. Like, if you guys want to be dicks about it, yeah, no. I'll just yeah. I'll just put a Takati on my own foot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that people think is racist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, no, it's a Mexican beer. I swear, I swear. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, and then I have a tribal band around my leg. What tribe are you in again? I yeah, to ask. right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, only, the only saving grace of this one is that I got drunk with my buddy Rick, and we went and got tribal bands together, which are terrible tattoos. Nice. But he was later killed in Iraq in 2006. Oh, okay. So I still, I still have the memory of like laying in the or on the, the tattoo bench, and as the dude got around to the back of my knee where it's really soft, and he's like, Bro, why's why's your chin quivering? Like, does that hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Did he get his yet? No. Oh no. <laughs> he's, he's, oh oh shit. He's making fun of me, and then of course when he got in the chair, he's like, "Oh my god, that fucking hurts." He passes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I liked it. I think they feel good. <laughs> they feel permanent. <laughs> they, they feel good when it happens. I'll pass out. I got a decent amount of ink on me. Yeah, you do. I need yeah. to get some. I fall asleep. I'd, I'd like to get a whole big bear on the back of my. On my back. On oh, the yeah. back of my back. Like the, the animal back back. or? No, like the yeah. guy. Like, no, like I, I'll <laughs> get a twink on my back if you get a big old bear and then we'll hang Perfect. out shirts off all yeah. the time. Yeah. When you guys roll, it has to be no shirts. <laughs> yeah. I'm with him, it says. <laughs> That'd be a horrible day. Oh, Too funny. All right. No, I, I'd, I'd actually like to get like a, a black bear or something, like a mean looking black bear head. Oh, cool. Maybe yeah, an yeah. arrow going through it and the fucking moon yeah. in the background. I want a woolly mammoth so bad. But you know oh, what's crazy is like back in probably like 10 years ago when I was racing mountain bikes pretty heavily, I was like, I should get a sleeve of like, I spend all my time out in the mountains in the forests. Yeah. Like I should get a, a full arm sleeve of like mountains and fir yeah. trees and whatnot. And then now you walk around Seattle and every hipster has one. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so fucking glad I didn't get a sleeve of mountains and trees and rivers and shit. No, I'm getting I'm getting a sleeve of first light fusion so I can s- quit spending money on all their <laughs> camo. camo. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Dude, I'm just gonna get sleeved up Dude. and, and just camo. Full body multi-cam tat. Yeah. There we go. That's fucking bad. Guess what? Yeah, it's expensive up yeah. front, but the you longevity. Guys, you guys come out to the range, I'll just be buck naked wearing a pistol belt. <laughs> Where is he? Where? <laughs> I'm right here, fellas. <laughs> right behind you. Whoa. Standing in front of a tree. Yeah, they, they didn't get the crack, dude. <laughs> I see ya. <laughs> uh, you. Put a little safety orange right on the tip. For <laughs> the dick and balls were too painful. I didn't get it done. Yeah. It just like, looks like a floating cock. No. I, <laughs> 
Oh, you can see they tried. There's just a one line. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh gosh. Oh, Goddamn. Oh, the Wagner Group, huh? <laughs> Oh, you know what? That brings up, man. There were <laughs> there were a whole lot of guys in Iraq back in the day who were getting the Blackwater logo tattooed on their forearms, which I always thought was wild because that's a private company. Well, so, and so you're like, it's almost like having like Jordan and I are sitting here drinking Silver City beer. Yeah. Like, what if we had the? Oh shit! Never mind. He's got a Takati logo <laughs> tattooed on his logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so okay. So the reason the reason behind this now <laughs> the reason behind that this, all <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like if we did this, like we're fucking retarded. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, <laughs> so the the reason behind that is like a bunch of my family drinks Ducati. So my my godfather Loop. My, you know, his kids, like my dad, my, you know, we all drink Takati. So in college, I thought, hey, you know what? I need to pay rent. And my friend Lauren's <laughs> brother's friend. chicken wings tattooed on your back? <laughs> he, he tattooed, so I can too. So I bought a tattoo machine and started giving people tattoos. Do you still have it? No, oh, I no. You know what? I think I might actually. If I dig it, no. Mike needs no. a tramp stamp. <laughs> well, I'll do I it. No, I don't have one. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like now the machines are like wireless. They have yeah. really cool, tight setups now. Um, but this was like that. You know, the first tattoo I ever, the ta- first tattoo like machine I ever had, I made people. when I was like twelve years old. Jesus. I thought I was going to be covered in tattoos. I made it out of a. I took a penny. <laughs> then, that, then that body hair started growing. It's I like, took, oh, maybe dude. Not. I took a Dremel tool. I I drilled the, a penny, the center of a penny. Mm-hmm. Then I drilled the outside of a penny, and I stuck the center hole through a slot car motor. Okay. Yeah. So it was spinning, and then I took and put a bolt on from my little tech deck skateboard thing. I put a bolt through that, and then I took a guitar string and put Ooh. that on it. So now it was rotating like that. And then I put that whole setup, I glued it onto a um, a mechanical pencil and stuck the guitar string down through it. So now this thing was rotating like that, so yep. there was a needle yep. going like that, and I had oh, made a tattoo machine and put a... You guys nine, ever want a MacGyver tattoo? Bolt. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start tattooing. And my mom was like, that's actually really cool, but if you ever fucking do that, <laughs> I will kill you. you. We're going to have fucking problems. But then so she started taking me to tattoo machine or tattoo shops uh, to go like see if it. I could get a tattoo at places. And they were like, you're 14. We're not going to tattoo you. You have to be 18. And if yeah. any, and the last time I did was because it was at Doc's tattoo off of uh, the Bothlevered Highway. And he was like, look, bud. I get you want to get a tattoo, but if you go to a tattoo shop and they're willing to give you a tattoo because you're too young and they're willing to break the law there, they're probably willing to break the law in other ways, which might lead to them not cleaning their needles. It might lead to them skimping on shit. So if they're not being real about it, don't do it. And it was just like, okay. And he like talked sense into me and I was like, okay. So then I just didn't do it until when I got to college and bought that other machine. And I was like, let's Fucking tattoo everybody. <laughs> and it was wild how many people would line up to get a tattoo. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you were like 50 bucks. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I paid I rent once with tattoo, tattoo money. Tattoo money. 
Nice. How good were these tattoos? Horrible. Yeah. Absolute dog shit. <laughs> so this one that I did here, <laughs> my whole my whole family, we were all going to get them. And I was like, oh, I'll do mine, and then I'll do everybody's. <laughs> but I, I had done a tattoo. You can see there's a little anchor in there. Yeah. I had done some tattoos with uh, other buddies, and I fucked up on a buddy's tattoo at a party. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to stop. Like, I'm hammered right now. I, I, I was drinking, and yeah, we were all drinking, and uh, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done doing tattoos. I gotta like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. People, I'm retiring because everybody's <laughs> looking and paying attention to this, and it's like worse because I forgot I didn't put the right size needle in the right size tube, so like the needle was loose, so the lines were all fucked up, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop, and we'll reveen <laughs> next week or whatever, and uh, but I felt so bad. I was like, I gave one buddy a shit tattoo, so maybe I'll just let my buddies tattoo my foot, and it'll make me feel a little bit better about having <laughs> fucked up my other buddy's foot. So I did. I let them do this fucking anchor, yeah. and one did did like the top part, and then another guy did this, and just to, so they did it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, we're all gonna do these Takati tattoos, and I'm gonna cover up that anchor because it's absolute dog shit. And the Takati has a T in the middle of it, yeah, which is the trademark looking very much Ducati tattoo. And if it doesn't have the T in it, I realized it looks a lot like the Nazi Eagle. Iron Eagle. <laughs> 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 Shit. Whoops. But that was until I, after I filled it in. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to have like a half a line going through that T, so I'm just going to yeah. fill it in. And now it looks like people are like, uh, are you German? Yeah. I was at Ivan's one day rolling with a kid. Yeah. And he was like, are you German? I was like, yeah, how can you tell? And he was like, your tattoo. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not like that. It's a Mexican tattoo. It's a, it's the Cotty. It's the Cotty. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, man. Young and dumb. Maybe, you know? maybe we should have a thing where uh, one one lucky listener can come get tattooed by Jordan. You have to get oh. them enlightened Neanderthals logo. Cave on. drawing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll do a woolly mammoth. Uh, uh, I want to put my palm on your hand. <laughs> the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, one of those hand drawings. I I think we could make a cool logo uh, oh, yeah. for the Neanderthals with cave drawings. That's a good idea. We yep. should put it out to the community too. If you enjoy this quality programming, if it brings you, your family, your friends closer together, your children, yeah, <laughs> kids love it and like Neanderthals. Send in that fan art. We're looking for a logo. We need yeah. something here. Yeah. Um, right. Let's call. Uh, let's call P break real quick. Okay. Tattoos and bad decisions could be the motto of this show. We're back, by the way. Do what you are we talking about? Are we back to <laughs> Wagner Group and PMCs? Or well, uh, hold on. Before we leave tattoos, are do you have any regretful tattoos? I see you got your turn around. Your, take your pants off. Oh. Yeah, let me, let me see them all. I said you got one on your ass, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it said uh, exit right. only. Said, said no. Kozak. <laughs> it said Biden Harris. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that one will live forever. Yeah. No, I don't have any. Yeah. I regret. I waited. That, better than mine that said Hillary and fucking that didn't work out. <laughs> Hillary <Yeah>. 2016. <laughs> Fuck, I got to get a laser off. <laughs> My Ross Perot one yeah. never panned out. No, I don't have any. I regret. I waited till I was older and I kind of had an idea. And what life was like. Uh, just uh, an idea Hang of on. a theme that I wanted on Are you it. saying you didn't know it all at 22 years old? No. God damn it, Mike. Didn't know it till I was 
24 years old. Yeah. And I had a pretty good rain on it and designed it and found an artist. And, yeah. It, but it's uh, there's so much more I want to do. And mm -hmm. it was kind of what I thought was in the way how the world worked or how I thought the world worked. And then I, I thought it was cool to get this whole setup put on me. But then as time continues on and the more I read and learn, it's like, oh, it, it evolved. And I kind of want my tattoo to evolve and mm -hmm. the things I add on it. And so uh, to <coughs> me, I, I, you hear people that go, oh, I wish I never got that. And I, in my head, it's like it never crosses my mind just because to me, this is kind of like a portrait of life. And also where you as were, I grow older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just my philosophy and I, I have it, you can see some of it on me, but most of it's all hidden and stuff. And it's just kind of like my little mantra. It's something you see every day and you look at and you can reinforce ideas or theories or philosophies. So, I mean, it can be as much as a Marvin the Martian tattoo or you can get something that you're forced to look at every day and confront your ideas. Yeah, you know? it, it actually doesn't bother me having a couple of bad tattoos because it's just, it's just part of the road I was on. Yeah, part of part of the part of the story. Yeah, it's yeah. your roadmap. Not not the, <laughs> I haven't made good decisions at every turn. You know. Yeah. Well, and and that's kind of like what the whole thought process was, with me going and getting a tattoo at fifteen. It was like, well, this is where you're at, and this is what you're into, and this is what you think is cool. My mom was like, well, you know, you really probably should get something that's not going to change. You know, maybe get your last name or get something like that because. Your gender. You know, your gender, yeah, because it's affirmed. They, she tried affirming my gender. Do you believe that? You believe that? At 15, she tried doing that to me. I lived through that. Guys. You have a penis and testicles, Jordan. I lived through that. But You have a penis and testicle. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a couple years later. I'm halfway transitioned. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, but, one third of the way. Yeah, yeah, one third. One third. Yeah, one third. Not, yeah, not halfway. Uh, one third. Frank and Bean. Yep. Oh. Still more man than a lot, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Goddamn. But yeah, I mean, I, I think tattoos are are special in either way. Like, like I always joke about it, and I have the stories about this, but I wouldn't not have it. You know, I yeah. I, I wouldn't get it lasered off. You know, no. I could see getting a tattoo lasered off to make room for more, but yeah, even then, it's kind of like. I don't really want to do that either. You know, but I honestly, I thought I was. Do they come completely like? Or is there still like a shadow? If you have a tattoo lasered off, does it come off completely? I think now they're getting pretty fucking good, but I think it's probably still like a little scarred looking. Look like a bad birthmark, man. Yeah. 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 yeah something a little funky there, you know, but who knows? I think because I guess what it does is like the pigment, your body can't um, digest or process the pigment. Mm -hmm. And then the laser, like, burst it up to where your body can actually process it and that's where it just gets okay. pissed away or whatever you know yeah um i don't know the scientific stuff for all that but that's that's what <laughs> pissed away sounds pretty sounded scientific yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's science doctor said this infection is gonna piss out of my body <laughs> like that, that is an educated man right there <laughs> it is it is yeah anywho uh wagner group yeah boys yeah, Wagner Group. Yes, well, fuck. Yesterday we had uh, we had quite the afternoon. Yesterday we watched Joao Assis. Uh, is it six time or seven time world champion jiu jitsu black belt? Got six or seven. We'll you just say multi world champion. Yeah, bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. 
came in here and the goal was to roll with 100 white belts at electric north jiu-jitsu in a row in, in a, a row. row with no and he was taking what like a 30 second break between and not to a, get a water just a gulp of water sip of water and slap and bump again yeah and I, they ended up cutting it down to 50 because very i mean by the time the first 10 were done it was very apparent that this was going to go for hours and hours, hours and hours and hours yeah and it, it ended up taking over four hours to submit 50 white belts which to roll for four hours is fucking unbelievable Dude, i mean granted it, granted he wasn't going as hard as he could because he had to pace himself yeah but still to just continuously roll like that for that long is freaking insane it's a commitment yeah and i almost wondered though if he could have done it faster had he been like okay it's 50 yeah because the pace this the the idea was 100 yeah it dropped we dropped it to 50 or they dropped it and wasn't part of it they dropped it to 50 um but i wonder if had that been the mindset if you were like okay i'm gonna pour it on a little harder yeah because there was but one round went for 26 minutes, 25, 26 yeah. minutes. Shout out Eli. Yeah, that yeah. was unreal. Yeah. You know? A white, belt, a white belt underneath a uh, multi-time world championship black belt. Surviving for that long is wild. Yeah. But after talking to um, Joao. Joao, he was like, I thought it was six minutes. Yeah. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like because he hit that flow state of just like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It's the same person over and over. Yeah. I wonder what... Uh, how he, he would he probably checked out mentally a little bit. Like when you're, uh, we used to call it droning when we're on a long overland movement and you've got your ruck on and you've been walking for 12 hours, 14 hours, whatever. It's like your brain just checks out and you're, you're aware of what your body is doing, but you become, yeah. He had a, he had he, been thinking of a wild shit yeah. when he was down, you know, yeah. or even, no, like, man. I didn't. Did I lock my front door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you ever go on a big road trip and like you're driving forever. Well, yeah, and next hypnosis. thing you know, yeah. it's like, holy shit, a half hour's passed. That's and scary. I don't even really know yeah. what happened. But that's the same autopilot. Your body's driven a million times and knows yeah. what to do and what to look out for. And I think you get to be a master at anything, say grappling. And it's like you just autopilot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even have to be here let my brain check out and that's what they always say though is such a refreshing thing about jujitsu it's like if you come here with all this stuff in your head and all this bullshit about work taxes uh relationships stuff like that and you're trying to grapple and survive and really do well you're not going to do very well if your head's not in the right place so it is kind of nice to come up here and you put that gi on and you slap and bump and it's like I can let myself kind of go on autopilot and it's even though you're fighting another person, it's actually really relaxing and just it's kind of calming in a way just because you don't have anything else to think of. You don't have to think about anything at that point. You're just reacting to what happens and applying your skills to the situation. Yeah, no, that that is part of what is. It's interesting to call like jujitsu relaxing because yeah. a lot of people who would come in for their first time would be like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, but you're right. Yeah. And uh, there's something about uh, sort of going, almost going like catatonic, although not to the point of like losing bodily control, but I can even remember back to high school, like all the best plays I made in like just bullshit high school sports, my brain wasn't engaged. 
It yeah. was almost like I was an observer well, watching yeah, yeah, my hold body. On, hold on. Because, well, this, but this is, this is kind of what I preach with training Northwest is that you have to do so much repetition that everything becomes subconscious. Because if your brain, your brain slows you down, if your brain is involved, you don't want thinking involved in any situation. You want to be doing everything on a subconscious level where you're almost observing yourself do it. Yeah. Because that's when you do things really fast and really well and really fluidly and smooth. And uh, this is something, though, I want to, before I forget about it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you said bullshit high school sports. And the reality is, bullshit high school sports we'll is the, is the pinnacle success. for 90% of Americans. Yeah. Uh, and at the time that you're 16, 17 years old, it feel it's the most important thing in your life, right? Well, yeah, but so you're giving it everything you got. Yep. You're you're trying, you know, but or I, you I think guess, you're giving it everything you got. A lot of them don't. Like it was it was extremely important to me to be good at football when I was 15, 16, 17 years old. Up up until the point my senior <clears throat> football season was over. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing because it gave like I was constantly down at the at the field during the summer on my own time, you know, just practicing my back pedals and, and all the free safety, you know, like back pedal, take a quarter turn and run, blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, Give me direction, always lifting weights, always always something to focus on when I was a kid, like mm -hmm. a goal. But as soon as you leave high school and like I joined the army and get to the ranger regiment, and quickly I realized that oh, playing playing for the high school varsity team, that's it's everybody. Like, literally everybody in this building was the star of whatever team mm -hmm. that they played on. Yeah. So, you, and you go, oh, it wasn't that special. But it was good for you during the time to think that it was special and think that it was something important because it was important to you, right? And so it gave you something to constantly be working on and focusing on. And the same with jujitsu. Like, nobody gives a fuck that I'm a blue belt at Electric North Jiu-Jitsu, but it gives me something to constantly be kind of working on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important to have those things that you're, it's like uh, people say addictive behavior or you addictive personality. It's like, man, I, sh I should have like a meth addicted personality <laughs> because it's just like, but the things I like to do, it's like, okay, I'll go do jujitsu. Jujitsu is awesome. It's like, well, you could dedicate your whole life to that. And it's like, actually, I kind of like hunting and I like guns and boats. So let's go do a bunch of that. And it's like, okay, now you do that. And you're like, well, you know, I also kind of like gardening and doing this. And it's like, okay, so now I'm going to do this and that and this. And it's like, there's no time for real work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's the problem is like all the cool shit that I want to do in life. Because literally I'm like, I want to start a beehive. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, yeah. Know, I want to get chickens. I'm going to do, you know, tar and feather. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, do jujitsu. I want to go hunt. All those yeah. things that like you could literally find your entire day is filled up with cool hobbies. Yeah. Like I got a set of arrows that I haven't made cause I'm like too busy. But then at the same time, it's good to be, busy. are you too busy? Or yeah, I are mean, you at a certain point you can't do everything yeah. you want to do in this traditional world that we live in. I mean, you got to go to work. You got it. That's why the grind bothers me so much is that I'm up at, it's an 11 hour day door to door. From, yeah. from, or I should say from alarm clock until walking back in my door in the afternoon is 11 hours. Yeah. And it's things that I'm not passionate about. Mm -hmm. No. And so it's it just kills your soul. Fuck. Here we go. We got, and by the time I get home, I'm tired. Now I need a nap. I'm 43. I like to take a 30 minute nap when I get home. Now it's 12 hours. 
Yeah. Now I'm now I'm like, okay, I've got a few hours left in the evening. I've got kids, family, responsibilities, and then it's time to go to bed. And, and my body that I need to take care of. Yeah, time. and then like yeah. that Christy thing of like everyone she I remember saying like a lot of her clients were very successful in other areas of their life, but their health wasn't given to them and or they didn't take priority of their health. And I thought that's very true because like just trying to find this time to do hobbies and it's like Jordan and I don't have kids. We have dogs mm-hmm. and women, but it's like, it's, it's easy to say, I need to take my kids to soccer practice. I got to cook extra food. I got to clean the house because no one else is going to do it. And then you start to neglect yourself like that. Yeah. You're the last person on that priority list when you should be putting yourself first. Yeah, and I'm not perfect, but I try to make a point of the workout comes first. Like, get home, take the nap, and then it's either time to get ready to go to jujitsu. That, that's another one. Jiu-jitsu is a – because on a, on a weekday afternoon, it takes me almost an hour to get here. Yeah. And then you have an hour and a half of practice. Probably, I mean, just – Fuck, you're on the mat for another half hour after practice because you're so fucking smoked that you need a half hour to just sort of sit there and drink some water and yeah. recompose yourself before you drive home. And it, it ends up being like a three-hour, three-and-a-half, four-hour commitment. Yeah. Door-to-door again. Yeah. It's hard to fit it all in there. Yeah. yeah. Work needs to go. We need to be done with work. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, between, because with work, work coaching and then getting here late. Yeah. That was fucking brutal. Yeah. Because I, I would literally swing back home to grab a gi and yeah. out the door. Like, it was yeah. like, feed Close the dogs, maybe. Yeah. And maybe. maybe. Some, yeah. Sometimes it's like, hey, these dogs can, they can go, they're too they, fat. They can go catch the world. You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, that's the, being able to get everything you want done in a day. And then it's like, okay, am I going to shoot my bow today? Or yeah. am I going to build those arrows? Or am I going to do my dry fire drills? Or yeah. am I going to do, you know, uh organize my gear or clean out my garage that needs to get done or finish this chicken coop. Like there's so much in the day and here we are bullshitting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's, it's nice to put time towards hobbies or thoughts like this. Like I have a friend that's very, this. this is, this is, this is therapy for me. Yeah, but it's also important to push yourself in these type of things. Like, I have a friend that's very successful with business, and he wants to do all the cool stuff, the fun stuff, Mm -hmm. and get better at things, but it's like he's always busy with work or something else because work is so busy it pulls him away. And he has all the toys. He has the boats. He has, you know, the fun toys, but they never get used. I'll buy them when they're low hours. Yeah. And (laughs) so it's like I always think to myself, it's like I'd rather be less successful and more fulfilled and capable than I would being extremely successful and not having any of the skills. It's like if someone there's there's a fine line between that and stress, though, because I'm stressed right now because I can't do the things I want to do. Yeah. But then when a financial burden comes upon me, there's stress in that too. So it's like I'm doing, I have free time, but I'm making ends meet just barely. Or do you go, hey, I got to cut down on, I got to trim the fat. Yeah. And maybe I don't get that. I, I'm switching from uh, bottles to cans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you got to, you got to do your thing. Like there's certain things that you can dial back on to be able to yeah. need less. Because I've said it before, we're in this weird 
world where there's so many things pulling us in so many different directions um, as far as products go. That's like, do we really need this? Do we really need that? Like, probably not. We all live a life of luxury. We do. It's like eggs and and water would be fine, but we had delicious burritos, you know, (laughs) this morning that you made before we came here. Yeah, I got three grills. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, life of excess. You know what I mean? There's There's no reason for it, but it's like. But it's fun you know, though. It's oh, it's a blast. and it's a hobby, and it's something that you work hard to get good. You could get someone to barbecue for us, and it tastes like shit, or something that you've spent time and it's a craft and something that you care about. Yeah. Where that other guy, he's busy working all the time. Maybe you're not working. You're getting a little struggle, but you're able to create a thing of art through food, and it builds community and brings people together. And we've had these cookouts and just like things like yesterday, something that you've taken the time to do. It matters way more to me having you do that here than being like, oh, I just got off of a 15-hour shift four days in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think everybody should be trying to build something on the side that is something that they are uh, passionate passionate about. Yes, 100%. So, like, you look at, like, where we're sitting right now. At one point, this was just Greg's hobby. This wasn't a moneymaker. It was costing him money. Now it is because he, he he put in enough time. And I think it's just a matter of, I think a lot of people give up quickly if the success does not come fast. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he said it was like eight years or 10 years before the gym became profitable and yeah. now it's exploded. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I look at like training Northwest, like I lost money last year, almost certainly lose money this year, but I don't really care because it's, I'm doing something that is important to me or that at least I have fun with. And at some point, like my goal is to make it my full-time job to where I can walk away from electrical construction, but I just have to have it. Like I'm learning all the lumps right now and all the bumps in the road and figuring, you know what I mean? It's sometimes it's fun and sometimes it sucks and that's just life. Um, But I think everybody should always should like, I would encourage anyone to have a side business on the weekends that they're sort of working towards even even if that business go like this would not be my first business. Well, guess what? You're holding had, on your fucking dream. Yeah, I had know? an electrical contracting business on the sides where I was just doing. Uh, I have a friend who's a real estate agent, and all I was doing was panel swap outs, just uh-huh. on Saturdays, just because I, I had to have the licensing so I could get PUD involved. Blah blah blah, and then at some point. We had swapped out all their this person's rental properties, upgraded their panels, and it was like, ah, just let the let the contractor's license expire because I didn't want to go full time self employed in electrical work because that's not my passion. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot, and so now here I am learning a lot again with training Northwest, and it's going to take a while, but I do think that at some point I can <clears> make it my full time income and walk away from working for someone else. Yeah. Well, I know that there is enough energy in it and passion in it because of what has been produced since you've had it and i know that because i get the feeling when i go there of positivity and it's like there and it's might sound woo woo bullshit but it's the same kind of feeling i get here when i go out there it's like fuck yeah you know you you know like let's imagine you walked in here for a lesson and greg was down in the dumps and like all right fuck it let's just, just come here just let's just do this like that, that would be terrible. Yeah. But, and he and I have talked a lot about how he's not selling jujitsu and I'm not selling firearms. We're selling energy. And so we put a shitload of, like, 
or I could say I, I put a ton of energy into those classes, and I am giving of myself when I'm up there instructing. Dude, so I'll tell you this, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I did the safety. Yeah. I haven't been that fucking tired after a day's work <laughs> yeah. in a while, and yep. I was just hanging out. Yeah. Like behind the scenes, kind it's of like work. helping a little bit yeah. with this and that, change your grip, change that. Hey, don't point your gun at him. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and uh, I am putting out it. And like you were out there talking hours, the whole time. Six and hours. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't expect to be that tired at the end of the day. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was gnarly. So I go home and collapse. Yeah. And I'm a little worried about the, the three-day camp. I'm hoping uh, Dave and Greg will carry some of the slack there because to teach for one day is exhausting. Three days in a row is going to be rough. Mm-hmm. No, well, I mean, but you, I think you're up for the challenge. I think yep. they're... Uh, it'll be fine. They're on board as uh, well, so... Yep, yep. And, uh, but anyway, what I was saying is because it's important to me and because it's something that I enjoy, it's easy for me to give all my energy into it. And I think that is what makes the difference between a good experience or a good customer experience is people know intuitively if, if they got a, I, I have yet to have anybody walk away from those classes unhappy. Most people are like smiling ear to ear mm-hmm. and legitimately like really happy when they leave and Hey, thanks. I can't wait to come back. Um, and I, I do believe that it's, Again, it's not because of what I teach. It's because of the energy I put into it. But yeah. there's there's also a different level of energy that you're putting into that. I go to work, and I put in work, and it's like, okay, I'm going to get this done, and I'm yeah. getting it done. And then it, it, it depletes my energy, but it takes it away from me. Yes. And I feel like when you're doing the training Northwest, or even when I'm there just helping or whatever we're doing, like – I feel like it takes energy away, but it doesn't take it in a way that's like depleting. It's like I am you feel good. I am stocking this energy. Like yeah. this is this is good. I am glad to be here, and I'm willing yeah. to do another fucking eight hours if we need Absolutely. right now. Yes, and that's where like it's at work. It's like, it. hey, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I've never gone over there and been like, hey, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. And maybe I've been like, yeah. I'm ready to go get some food yeah. and come back. Yeah, and like, also like. It's just, a different, it's yeah, a different, the feeling. give a shit factor too, yeah. because I, I run a crew at work. I don't care if we fall behind schedule. That's just some, I mean, the, the, the customer we work for, it's just a rich entity of, I do shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's just this wealthy corporate entity that it's like, they want their schedule met. Like, all right, we're a week behind. Sorry. Yeah. I don't care. You're still rich. You're, you're not, you know what I mean? You can bitch all you want, but you're going to go cry yourself to sleep uh, after you drive your Porsche home and bitch about how the construction project is behind and, mm-hmm. and you know, fall asleep looking out at the ocean in your million-dollar view. I don't give a fuck. All these all these yeah. fake uh, timelines. It, it matters. Yeah, exactly. It matters a great deal to me that people have a good experience when they come out to one of the courses. Yeah. So the, the difference in how I approach that is, I guess, has a huge... And so... So many people are stuck in the grind, not giving a fuck. And the reality is that's what makes your life kind of miserable. Whereas mm-hmm. if you could find something that you're passionate about, that you give a shit about your own small business, because now it's, it's, it's not only something you care about, but now it's your reputation and your return customers. Like you have to give of yourself into that thing. And if you don't, it'll fail. Manual uh, labor wise, I haven't worked harder in a while 
than doing fencing. And I, I oh, yeah. done the fencing and I was doing it for myself. And I would do, you know, eight, nine to 12 hour days. And I've been working my ass off and feeling so much more energized because I was doing it for me. And it's the weirdest fucking feeling. Plus it doesn't hurt to have an extra 1500 cash in your pocket. End of the day. And you're like, I'm doing great. great. The money was good. But then it was also just like, like, no, this was, this was for me. And I did this and I decided Hey, you know what? Nobody's nobody's got their thumb on because there's an extra little bit of weight that people don't uh, talk about when you're working for somebody else. There's stress of like, I'm not working to my standards. I'm working to somebody else's standards, and those standards are kind of, you know, kick ass, and that's it. You're gonna keep working, but sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's like I don't get along with this guy. Sometimes it's you know I don't like this person or. Yeah. whatever and that wears on you in a way that is so fucking yeah. nasty and brutal yeah. and people do that day in and fucking day out for years yeah. and years and years and they don't and they're dead inside they live for the weekend they go out they get fucking friday night saturday and then sunday at about fucking five o'clock they Fuck. get fucking miserable again yeah. and that happens that yeah. happens to most of us and Oh, I feel, I, I'll feel it tonight when it's like, God dang it. As soon as we're done here. Four o'clock alarm here. tomorrow. Yeah. Got to go then, get to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, those four day weekends, it's like, thank God. It's like, when the fuck did a four day weekend become a vacation? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. I haven't. Like, we're taken, not there. Yeah. Uh, that's I crazy. Finally did. I finally did. I took like two months off last fall. Yeah. Beautiful. Was, dude. It was amazing. And, and I have not in probably the 10 years prior to that. I had not taken more than a four-day weekend. Maybe a five-day weekend of Christmas and New Year's fell right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's oftentimes what it is. It's like, oh, these holidays have to line up just so. And yeah. then then I have to be thinking about it, or my girlfriend has to be thinking about it uh, prior to that. So she says, oh, we should go out, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, just you. I'm one of those guys that just I'll clock in and clock out every fucking time, I, you know, every day. But I... I want something more. Yeah. So I see like what's training Northwest is happening. I see what Greg's doing. I've seen what you do. Um, I see, I, I'm blown away at what Tyler's doing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's completely off the reservation and making it up as he goes and it's working. Yeah. But that just goes I, to there's, show. There's, I'm sure there might be some stress in there. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. You know, but he's, so. ma- he's making it work on his own terms. Um, and it goes to show that that sort of uniqueness I think is what people really want because as the world gets more and more kind of cookie cutter, everything's on Amazon. It's all the same, you know, having things that are one off and unique, whether it's a a physical object Mm -hmm. or an experience. People can tell quality. Yeah. 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 As people, I think more and more the value of not being mainstream is going to come into play. Yeah. Yeah. Small business stuff. I mean, look at you get things on Amazon and you go, this is cheesy Chinese dollar store bullshit. Yep. And we're getting fucking inundated with it with every aspect of life. And that's getting right down to our experiences, like you said. Yeah. I'll go yeah. back to my, my grand stores, Brooke Hatchet. It's, mm-hmm. my, it's my prized possession. Simple tool, well made out of high quality steel and a fucking wooden handle. But and also. 
Oh, if, you know what I mean? If all you did was make high-end axe heads, oh. there's, there's a market for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, guess what? That I'm company, sure. that's the yeah. oldest fucking company, uh, Ford, Forge in Sweden. Yeah. It was, like, founded in, like, 16-something or fucking something like that. Damn. That, that company's been around forever. Yeah. It's older than the U.S. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And they've been making fucking axes. Yeah. Yeah. No how shit. many trees do we got? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how much wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A lot, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. As much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could Let chuck Let me, I'm going to look that up. Sorry to look at my phone, fellas. Looking at Grand Swordsbrook, like, founding date? Yes. Yeah. Um. Not oh, damn it, I lost my train of thought. What do you got, Mike? You're looking you even wanted to say something. It's funny you guys talk about uh how things of substance have more value, like instead of a cheap Chinese plastic thing, like something of or I think the experience leather. the experience has value. The experience of it, but then it's like you also see like hipsters jumping on this bandwagon. Oh god. And yeah. I feel like it's like you want authenticity, and you can take something as nice as coffee, which can make yeah, for but they're a good gatekeeping, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gatekeepers, bro. <laughs> but like okay. they'll, you know, you go to a place and they have like the leather strapped apron with like a canvas, you know, for well, the apron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but they kind of try and even though they're like. Oh, we just get our beans from, you know, this is Folgers uh, Gourmet, yeah. you know, but they're trying to sell that experience. And you see that people want that now when everything's a big box store or a conglomerate a of chains. Yeah, yeah. You see more people, like people that, oh, this is a unique kind of individual thing, but they're just kind of jumping on that bandwagon Churching because they up. know people yeah. want authenticity. We've had too much, you know. Your 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 giant your craft your your GM your, your GE your you know just these big huge conglomerates you want something with authenticity some Local. style yeah yeah and and that's and like that's the beauty of like just craftsmanship and everything because like there's something special about like hey I I got a knife down mm-hmm. the street from a guy who has been forging knives for the last twenty five years of his life and he's been trying to figure it out and he's been grinding like everybody else but he's been making these knives in his fucking garage and he's just been hounding away and he finally he's making this product and after this long people are realizing it and it's like holy shit this guy has a, a talent for this no yeah. like there's there's a there's beauty to craftsmanship that like is unparalleled because there you hold an object and that object truly has their energy in it and yeah. I think that's what you feel with Grand uh, Force yeah. Brooks products is like you grab their this thing and it's like there's somebody who literally put their hands on this and made it and looked at it and go, yeah. Okay. Well, it's unique Here we too. Go. It's not stamped. It's handmade. It's like a handmade canoe is going to no, be No, their fucking unique. initials are stamped in them. Yeah. When you look at your Grand Force Brooks, yeah. there's yeah, fucking a couple of initials yeah. Yeah. and they're fucking stamped in steel. Yeah. Like that's special. And that, when you're marking, I'm willing to put my name on this. I put what I had into it that I know to the best of my ability I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to put my name on it for somebody on the other side of the world to hold. Yeah. Like, there's something special about that. But Grand Sports Brooks is expensive, and people say that, but it's like, also, guess what? They're turning out some of the best fucking products all over. But don't make no fucking mistake if you can't get on Etsy and have the same fucking thing from a Tyler Stanaway. Yeah. Right up in Stanaway. 
Stanwood. Stan Stanwood. It might as well be fucking yeah, Stanwood. <laughs> Up in Stanwood, Stanaway is fucking Forge. Dude, uh, he he could make you something that would drop all of our jaws. And we yeah. should be supporting that. And we will be supporting that we'll when be, yeah. we as soon as he fucking gets going on it. But like there's things like that that like we need more of to go, hey, I'm willing to spend five hundred dollars on a pair of boots that are quality that can be resold as opposed to $75 on a pair of fucking boots that Throwaways. I'm going to toss in the fucking trash can. Yeah. Like if, if you, there's things in life that like that matters and maybe it's not that maybe it's like trade or whatever we can end up making happen. But like, I feel like when people put passion into something, whether it be an experience like Toby's given or not, not even like a teaching, right? Like wrestling, coaching, wrestling, like, you know, yeah. fucking do, doing anything that you're passionate about and you can give that energy. Like, I feel like physical objects can hold that. Yes. And if you pass like this, here's this thing that I've created and people who are truly willing to accept it, they look at it and they go, holy shit, this gives me joy and happiness. And I hold this handle, this knife, that whatever it is. And you're just like, Holy shit, like somebody yeah. fucking That's a great way of putting it. Someone had to create it rather than it got stamped on an assembly line. Yeah. Well, it it was created with passion versus created with I'm here for 8 hours and yeah. I can't wait to leave versus somebody who goes I'm here for until the fucking project is yeah. finished and I love this. Yeah. yeah and that and you feel intent. that. It's the intention that's put into it. Yeah. Um It's same with food. Motherfuckers can make food and have positive intention. Yep. You know? And it just, it changes everything. Yeah. Grandmas cook the best cookies. Why? Because they fucking love you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're right, bro. That's exactly what it is. Um, Yeah. And that that probably is the key to success with a small business is having that positive intention. And, you know, you can kind of get into like the woo-woo world of shit is, you know, God, like, you know, according to Tyler and or actually a lot of people, you can go tell your plants that you love them and spend, you know what I mean? Like literally physically touch your garden plants and tell them you love them, touch your water, tell them you love it. And you can restructure uh, like the, 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 mul- the molecular structure of it, which is wild, but it's been proven in laboratories. And you're, you're probably exactly right, Jordan. The same goes with consumer products is you can raise the value of steel and wood by putting intention into it mm-hmm. and that that will change your customer base again like i charge premium rate for my classes i don't charge bargain basement rates i don't ever give discounts there's never a sale there never will be because i put a shitload of intention and energy and yeah. and all of my sort of you know blood sweat and tears into those into those classes yeah and, uh, I, and I think it shows 1868 right? 1868. My bad. All right. You're off by 200 years. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I, I will buy fucking a pair of chopsticks from somebody who, you know, did it with passion. Yeah. Like, in, in, in maybe that sometimes that's a problem, though, right? Because you got to go, okay, this person made this and they put x amount of time into it and this is the price they want for it so it's more expensive how do i wrestle with the things that are more expensive 
than the things that aren't. And like, well, because where do I find that value? We've become addicted to stuff as a culture. Yes. Where everybody just has a ton of shit floating around their house. And if you go back, even like when we were kids or even way before, like remember when grandma's china was a valued item? Because it's not like you're just going to get more dishes. These are, these are, this is the china. You break these and we're eating off, you know, we're eating out of our hands again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was only a hundred years ago. Yeah. And then post, uh, you know, post-industrial revolution, now we have, and especially uh, post-sort uh, of offshoring manufacturing to China, so it's just cheap aluminum and cheap plastic, and now we're just inundated with shit. And, it, dude, I get frustrated because I walk through my house, and I'm kind of a neat freak, and there's just there's stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to put it all away because there's more stuff than there is storage space. Yeah. And so it's it's in piles. And it's like, can we fuck? Like, Jen gets mad because I'm like, I'm going to start throwing stuff away. I'm just going to start putting this shit in the garbage and get it the fuck out of here. She's like, no, you're not. I'll just buy more. Like, we, we have accumulated more stuff than we can store. That's why every time you move, it's kind of cathartic because it's like you purge so much stuff. You're like, yeah. I have all this stuff. And I use maybe a third of it. And every time I end up moving, I find myself purging just all this bullshit back to the essentials. The, the, was it Marie Kondo, the life changing magic of tidying? She, she wrote that book. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is like things have energy. And if you touch that thing, and this is again, woo woo bullshit. Yeah. But there's certain things that like you you find happiness in, and then there's other things that's like, do I fucking really need this? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good point, man. It's, and it's, if you're buying cheap crap off Amazon that comes off an assembly line in China where people are basically working in, you know, slavery conditions, what's the energy you're bringing into your house with that? Yeah, there, yeah. it's bullshit. It's yeah. it's that's what it is. When I walk into somebody's house and they have like this fake kind of horse shit live laugh like, laugh yeah yeah there's yeah. signs that have you know Ikea it's like furniture go and fuck yeah. yourself and you know no offense to the people who have that because tons of people do but that's the thing and they're trying you know what they're trying to create an authentic warm thing that guess what when you go down and have go make it yourself yeah that's how you do that well you want to have a sign like that and people really believe it make it your fucking self yeah buy a saw learn how to do it fucking get a some you know, sandpaper and fucking paint it yourself. Or at the very least, get one of those bare things that holds the toilet paper roll that's made by a guy with a chainsaw and a, and a fucking log because you know he's putting some fucking effort into it. Yeah, I'll tell you this. and <laughs> That is going to be Jordan's new business. Here's the fucking deal, though. There's a guy right down here by Norms, at the corner of Norms. Yeah. Who, bit, who He makes fucking sculptures, and it's like these cheesy fucking... With a chainsaw? But yes, or but yeah, I've yeah, I've yeah. honestly like I've thought to stop and truly buy one, yeah. and it's like because I've been to I've seen the bear, and it's like okay, I'm gonna learn how to make a bear, and I'm building out these bears, and I'm turning out these fucking bears, and I grew up with arborist as un uncle and dad, right? So yeah. they were fucking constantly around these guys buying their logs or giving you know, so we it was something I was around growing up. This guy's putting like crazy ideas into these wood like he's got like one that's all skulls skulls and then he's got one that's alien heads and shit (laughs) and like then he's got like yeah an eagle carrying a skull or whatever the fuck it is it's like this is fucking wild this guy's been doing some like this is art 
But I, th- I think and at the same time, nah. if you were like, fuck, just make a bunch of bears to pump them out and get them sold, then that's the intention you've put into it is just, just fucking shit these things out. Yeah. And then the intention. Like China. You're trying to make money. You're trying to make a profit as yeah. opposed to being like, I enjoy my time put doing this. put some creativity this. and some love into this. And, and, and that will come back. Of it. Yeah. That will come you back raise to the me. value of it. And it's that. fucking weird to say. And I haven't. But it's true. At I the haven't same time, done you, it past the fencing. You know it's true. Yeah. I haven't done that past the fencing. And there's things that I want to do, and there's things that I feel like, I mean, maybe coaching wrestling, right? But there's yeah. not a, an exchange of goods, right? you know? Um, or cooking. You know, or, or, or cooking, I can you know? Vouch for, I can vouch for the intent that goes into your cooking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, for me, it's, that's something that, like, oh, I want, I want all my buddies to feel happy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I want to feel like we are part of a group, and this is a group activity, and I am trying to give this to everybody so if that fucking works out cool i'm happy with that you know um part of me wants to do that food truck thing part of me wants to do fencing part of me wants to do fucking bow tuning and just a part of me wants to just be a hunter who just gets go out and fucking kill things (laughs) but the reality is i got a goddamn mortgage so how do we fix that you know yeah that that is the dilemma right we need a sugar daddy yeah. Oh my. Yeah. God. I'm gonna start selling it, dude. Uh, yeah. 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 Check out my sweet, sexy tattoos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, have a Neanderthal uh, OnlyFans? You think you, know, you think that would make any money? Just a bunch of feet pics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man. I don't think we're getting that trip to Hawaii, fellas, with our OnlyFans. Yeah. Well, follow us, guys. Yeah, either way, people, <laughs> ladies. Two whatever. years into this, we got zero fans on OnlyFans. <laughs> Yeah, we owe them money somehow. <laughs> Only fans. No, it's yeah, it's like the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear about that, Chad? No. Oh, no. so so the WNBA, the ladies were like, "Hey, we just want what's fair." Like the NBA, they get like <laughs> they get a a shared portion of what the NBA as yeah. an entity, I think, makes. I, so I, their pay is super high. Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, well, some some guys." Troll guys did some math, and they were like, "You guys realize if 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 we if you guys got paid on the same scale they did, you guys would all owe eighty four thousand dollars a year (laughs) for playing because they get subsidies from the NBA." (laughs) So they're like, "Oh shit, I guess we better shut the fuck up, huh?" Right. I've never thought the WNBA was fun to watch just because it's like I nobody want, thought the WNBA yeah. was fun yeah. to watch. I don't want to watch a, a less competitive than boys high school yeah. basketball. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Exactly. I would love to watch a high school basketball team and a WNBA team go at it. I'd tune in like for they that. did with that soccer game. Yeah, I was just gonna say the the women's Olympic soccer team played like a high school. Was it high school or was it a college team? I think it was a high school boys. They weren't like. What's the highest double A, triple A, or know. however that works for high school? But the the boys' school, whatever high school it was, ended whatever, up whatever beating they them. were. Oh, it was a beat. It was like twelve nothing. Oh no, that that I think that was I the was like, like a, a professional m- men's team. Was it? I think it was no. a professional men's they, team. They looked too old to be high schoolers. Yeah, no. I think it was a professional men's team, and they were like, oh, and she was like. You guys should be here for this, you know. The owners of this team aren't even here, and we're gonna kick their ass. And then the guy was like, "Ah," and giving her a hug. Yeah. And then it was twelve nil, and yeah. like <laughs> the the goalie is just like broken, and it's like, <laughs> what the fuck did you guys think was gonna happen? Yeah. And these guys aren't really going all out yet. Yeah. 
Twelve zero. The game is ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer yeah. games end in like two zero often. Yeah. One two. One two. Yeah. You it know? was riveting. Yeah. One nothing. Yeah. 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 No, so it was. It was telling, man. And the reality is, you don't sell tickets, so you don't get paid as much. Like people, people want to see LeBron James steamroll two people and then fucking break the backboard when he dunks. That's yeah. that's what sells tickets. Hey, and, but it's not like you guys aren't putting passion into it. No. <laughs> so, keep, so keep it up, guys. One day, ladies, start a three-on-three league, kind of like and one, and you'll you'll get there. Well, I mean, honestly, though, I I feel like it's kind of one of those things. Like if you if you get more than you've earned, then it's gonna be that right. Yeah, so like you think they that's they what creates the rot. Like the, I think the so because yeah. we deserve more because they want more. Yeah. So and they've been they've. I'll be honest. The WNBA and like women's soccer and people might hate me for this, but they are bigger than they should be. Period. They do not have the talent, and people don't tune in. They are only being subsidized by yeah. the NBA and MLS. other organizations because yep. people don't back it because people don't want to see it. You know? I've never had a group of boys be like, dude, get, what are you doing Friday? We're getting together, and WNBA I bought the game, WNBA. Bro. We're yeah. watching Yeah, them. we're watching March Madness. Yeah, yeah okay. I hear like, that all the time. Yeah, yeah. but that's not the, for the females. I don't yeah, even know never. when the fucking girls' basketball team is. Do they have one? I Yeah, I know they do because I've okay. seen girls go to college for it. Okay. I've, no, he- I know, I've heard I know of they them. have basketball teams. Do they do a March Madness tournament? Again, I don't know this, but I've... I've <laughs> no guy knows this. <laughs> I, I could not tell you, it's, but... Yeah, it's not on CBS Sports. Yeah. yeah. Though it should be, because April equal representation. Yeah. You know? But as much as I Here's hate roar. watching WNBA, I find myself... I like watching women's MMA almost more than I like watching men's. The technique That's is... Crazy. Just because yeah. technic, it matters, your technical skills are everything. Yeah, they're, they're uh, as technically you know what? proficient as men, and when matched with well, someone of an equal, <laughs> let me push back on this a little bit. Let me push back on this a little bit. Well, hang on. When when you're matched with someone of equal size, ability, strength, like you know what I liked more that that makes for a is good watching matchup, right? kid MMA. Uh, so you tell me. They put kids in a ring like that, dude. Russia. I've, I've seen like seven year olds. Actually, you know what? I went to kickboxing in uh, Thailand, Bangkok. Whoa! Yeah, and they were like fucking twelve. Yeah, and dude, the speed which with they can throw their feet and hands is unbelievable. Oh, they come in here and run and, a clinic on all of us. Yeah. Oh, dude, and they were they were getting knockouts through like body shots. Oh yeah, it's. I was like, wait a minute, you can yeah. knock someone out by punching them in the oh, abdomen. Yeah. When Greg yeah. still had the barn, I always told him it's like. We need to get a little Thai boy living in there. <laughs> Easy, Like, dude. just Jesus. teaching, like, Muay Thai kicks all, all the time. Up. Yeah. <laughs> and just kick the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plant a palm tree uh, in the yeah. back or a banana yeah. tree and just get that in those little short shirts. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. Know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the history, gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the lotion. Um, yeah, those... Uh, Going to the, the Muay Thai fights in Bangkok felt dirty because all the athletes are, like, between 12 and 15 years old, and then there's all these, like, old Asian men sitting around gambling on it. And it's like, oh, dude, this is, like... Sounds awesome. Yeah, we're, I don't we're, know, we're, man. we're in, like, an underground fucking club here. So, you know, there's some weird shit going on. I don't, I don't think it's, like... I, I truly think they're just, like... 
We did it when we were kids. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. I mean, I, I you it is see, the national. Guess sport, what? Yeah. I've seen old men go to fucking rodeos. I don't think that's weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I've also heard of guys that like where they do the bar thing, and all of a sudden they have some like Thai boxer who just comes out and beats the shit out of like yeah. white guys who yeah, are on oh, vacation. Also, yeah. <laughs> who wants a shot at the champ here? Yeah, yeah just yeah. Americans that are like, oh god, hey, Sanchez comes out. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we get you get five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, and all of a sudden this kid just comes out and beats the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like I could take him. Yeah. I don't know. That's fun shit, though. Um, well, boys? Yeah, we're already running up on two hours. A uh, episode about pretty much nothing. <laughs> Mercenaries. Yeah, I I just, uh, we, we didn't stay on that for too long. Uh-uh. Um, That's okay, though. I mean, here's the deal. I think what we understand. <laughs> let, me, let me recap in Jordan's fucking language. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, the Wagner Group is funded by Russia. Right, it was made in Russia and yeah. is a, a Russian mercenary group. Well, uh, and the America what? people thought, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna uh, we're gonna trick the Russians by giving them six point two billion dollars allegedly um, to turn on Russia because that's a lot of money, and everybody does anything for money. And little did they know, they went, "Hey, the the Wagner group goes, hey, Pooty, we got." Uh, $6.2 billion offer from these uh, silly bastards over here. And they go, oh, <laughs> okay. It. Take it. Let Well, shoot a couple more people, make it look real, sell it, and then we're going to stop this coup out over here. So I think that may have been what you were saying they did. Yeah. Um, and you know what we didn't get to is that the Wagner Group was founded by a high-ranking officer <laughs> of the GRU, which is like the Soviet Union or the Russia's FBI. And the Wagner Group is still co-located. Their headquarters is on the same uh, military installation as one of the GRU's special operations units. Mm. And then furthermore, again, what most Americans don't grasp is that in, in countries like Russia, where someone like Putin has such a tight grasp on everything, you don't do anything without his permission. You don't start a PMC no. group without permission of Vladimir Putin. And so the idea that they were going to turn on, and they also have national pride. Russians have a shitload of national pride, which I think for a lot of young Americans is another foreign thing. And so mm -hmm. the idea that they were going to sell out their country, no, they weren't. And they're, they're part of probably a proxy part of the GRU. And I think they, uh, I think they just hoodwinked the Biden administration is what I think they did. Hmm. I think anyone could hood out, out the of, Biden yeah, administration. Right? Between, yeah, between Joe and Kamala. Although some someone is actually calling the shots, probably Barack who? Obama and George who Soros. Who are they? Yeah, who? who are they? Who is they? Right, who is this mysterious they? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think they pulled one over. Um, and we're, we're approaching the two-hour mark. And like I said, we kind of had a roundabout, another roundtable conversation about a whole lot of things. Yeah. Last last note, guys. Uh, if, if you like the show, share it with your friends and family because it's been hard to get the word out. And then also go to Apple Podcasts or whatever the platform is called and also Spotify and leave us a review because that helps get the show in front of more potential listeners. The fewer reviews we have, the fewer people who are unaware of the show see it. And 
Also, uh, if you guys have anything to uh, ask us or want us to cover anything with our riveting uh, <laughs> research and knowledge, uh, go ahead and just uh, leave a message on Instagram and we'll, we'll right. send, get back send to those, it. So. Send those subject suggestions and uh, send Jordan dick pics. Yeah. And uh, you got anything else, Mike? No, I think that last one was about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jordan dick pics. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>